Political Podcast. At some point you look around, and you're the only one. I mean, it's pretty good. And just like that, the perspective shifts. Paging Bobby Winsler to the microphone. On in three, two. Welcome in. Coming to you from the Concurrent Media Network in the heart of Citrus County. However you're making this part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or even through the Concurrent website, we are sure glad you're joining us. Today's show is brought to you by The Concurrent, your newest outlet for Citrus County opinion-based news. Check out The Concurrent, read, listen, watch, discuss at theconcurrent.com. Welcome to the conversation. Uh, Today's show is sponsored by, well, us. My goodness, my goodness. This is the first podcast following a commission meeting. Uh, We're going to talk about the sign-on bonus for new employees. Uh, We're also going to start with the same topic that we've talked about in each show so far, which is the animal shelter. Uh, The new animal shelter is now on the one-yard line. I'll tell you why I'm hoping for a goal line stand Uh, But I just got to start with a quick thank you. The Concurrent has started to be a slow roll advertised since Sunday, and the result has been incredible. It's been uh, overwhelming with numbers that I try and reach uh, that we've just completely blown past. Uh, It's all a credit to you. So truly, from me to you, thank you for being here. Uh, Let's start with this. When someone asks you, who are you, how do you respond? And I mean beyond your name. Who are you? Maybe you define yourself by your nationality, your religious or political affiliation. Uh, Maybe it's your kin, meaning like a mother of three, or such as on my personal Twitter and Instagram bios, I lead off with the description of husband. But I start my Facebook bio the way that I think a lot of people define ourselves, which is by occupation. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, as our chosen profession can, not always, but usually does, say a lot about us. And it's not what the job says on the surface. Here's some examples. If you're an engineer, it might not mean that you value math, but rather that you hold order and organization in a high regard. College professors, like myself, are usually passionate about our subjects, yes, but even more driven by the ability to inspire others. If you work in retail or hospitality, you may love being part of that team that runs those highly choreographed, uh, chaotic operations while taking pride in your ability to interact with a wide range of people. This next level of how a job defines someone happens for me when I look at all five commissioners. Though all five of them have business backgrounds in uh, companies that they've started, Commissioners Kennard, Davis, and Schlebaugh are the three most closely associated with entrepreneurship, and Carnahan and Kitchen I mostly associate with the public sector uh, because they've been elected officials for the better part of a decade. 
just like the engineer is interested in organization, just like the college professor is motivated by inspiring, just like the hospitality worker is a team player, entrepreneurs are not defined by the business they run, but rather by their comfortability with risk. That's it. Risk doesn't bother them because they have supreme confidence and their ability to find a way to succeed, even if that means failing and starting over. It is such an admirable and downright American trait. And that's in part why we call small business the backbone of the American economy. Here's the problem with that though. It's not always the right mentality to have in governing. I'll get back to that in a couple of minutes, but pause that thought and let's go to this. To recap the animal shelter portion of the commission meeting real quick, Commissioner Jeff Kennard proposed a motion directing staff to bring back plans for a new shelter at the Lakanto 491 site near the jail that would cost between eight and nine million dollars, but that we would count what has already been raised privately toward the cost, meaning the taxpayer portion would be around $7.5 million. Commissioner Ron Kitchen lamented that in a prior meeting, they had agreed to continue exploring options, and this backs them into a corner, and he immediately expressed that he was not in favor. Chairman Scott Carnahan floated the idea of amending the motion to include using 100% of the proceeds from the sale of Betts Farm, a large Crystal River property the county owns, worth somewhere between three to $5 million, uh, all of this toward the shelter, to minimize the financing that the county would have to incur. The commissioner seemed open to that idea, but ultimately they chose to not include it in the motion, so Carnahan ended up voting against the project because $7.5 million was too much for the county to borrow without considering more options. So the motion passed, 3-2, commissioners Kennard, Schleybaugh, and Davis in favor, uh, and Kitchen and Carnahan opposed. This does not mean a new shelter is a certainty but rather that staff will bring back a plan that fits this budget for a final vote in a couple of weeks. And here's why I'm hoping for a goal line stand when that vote happens. I have said it every week so far. I am in favor of a new shelter. Commissioner Schleybaugh made the great point that a uh, shelter's lifespan is roughly 30 years, ours is 50 years old. So the right option is to start new, not renovate. Somewhere along the way, though, uh, we've created this false sense of urgency that we have to have it done yesterday. Before you push back and you say, oh, you don't know how bad those animals have it. Yes, I've toured the shelter about a year and a half ago, uh, went through the whole building. Yes, I understand conditions have deteriorated since then some emergencies may exist. This reminds me so much of the CARES Act money that was such an emergency to get into the hands of businesses and individuals. Two plans were set in place. One to give $450,000 to the United Way to get it in the hands of individuals and one to give $1 million to the chamber to get it into the hands of businesses. This was done at the end of last year through the beginning of this one. You know what happened? In late April, 
They voted to reallocate some of the unused money from the United Way to the Education Foundation, and the chamber has since returned or reallocated over $800,000 of the $1 million uh, to the county or other entities. Two oh-so-important things to qualify these situations. The first is that neither of this is the fault of the United Way or the chamber. Their staffs had to uh, jump through incredible hoops to handle this money carefully, and they should be commended for their work, even if demand never lived up to the amounts. The second is that because the allocations far exceeded the actual demand, it doesn't mean that these strategies weren't a lifeline for some that truly made a difference. Even with these two things in mind, though, the evaluation of the results remains that the county overspent rushing to meet a demand in which the noise turned out to be louder than the reality. Now let's hit the unpause button on how I open this segment and tie it all together. It's not a coincidence that the same commissioner who proposed the CARES Act allegations is the same commissioner who proposed the action on the animal shelter. It's also not a coincidence that it was one of the entrepreneurs. Dr. Kennard is an amazing businessman, incredibly bright, talented, problem solver. I believe this to be true. Everyone I've known who has been through his practice has had nothing but good things to say about its effectiveness, competency of staff, everything. Same with Commissioners Davis and Schlebaugh in their uh, respective fields. I also believe this entrepreneurial excellence is what's leading him to some bad proposals in governing with their support. Entrepreneurs love action and are comfortable with risk, two things that make them very good at whatever industry they are leading, but two things that can have calamitous effects in government. Don't let past lack of action and current climate lead to a false sense of urgency that causes us to overpay for this shelter. Because unlike the United Way and the Chamber, who were able to shuffle the money around with both allocation, uh, when both allocations failed to meet demand, this shelter could saddle us with significant debt for a decade. Uh, how significantly are we talking? County Administrator Randy Oliver said debt service payments would be between $500,000 and $600,000 annually. If this doesn't sound like a lot in a $303 million budget, then think of it this way. That's a quarter of the size of the annual residential road resurfacing budget from just two years ago that we'll be paying every year for the next 10. You don't want to throw good money after bad repairing the shelter that is going to be retired, but use some of the private funds to address the most serious emergency fixes now Vote this plan down when it comes back, brought forward, and then spend a little bit more time to do this right. We'll get to topic two in a second, but first, be among the first to advertise with the Citrus County Concurrent. We offer a variety of ways to meet your next customer, including website graphics, audio reads, and even traditional print advertising. 
Get in early, lock in your rate, even as our audience grows. Special consideration for donation spots given to nonprofits as well. Contact advertising at theconcurrent.com for more information. That's advertising at theconcurrent.com to learn more. <laughs> Last thing I'll say on that uh, is, did you know Facebook's motto was literally move fast and break things when it started? That's what business loves to do, move fast and break things. And, and it's not just not what our governments should be doing. Uh, okay, uh, we need to move along. I went way over the clock on that one. Uh, I'll make this one short. I'm sure you've seen those paintings that can be two different things depending on how you look at it. Uh, there's one that can be a rabbit or a duck. Another famous one of, of a young woman or an old maid. It's the same painting and neither perspective is wrong. But even so, you're going to have a version of the painting that you like better and that you'll always see first. That's what the sign-on bonus program is. The county commission voted 4-1 with Commissioner Kitchen being the lone opposed to accept a $100,000 return from the chamber to pass along to CareerSource, and 70000 of that would be used for $1,000 sign-on bonuses to employees in low-wage, their words, uh, not mine, low-wage positions. The people who see the duck in this painting, in this, in this situation, see it as a reallocation of funds that were meant to help businesses that is now going to be used to incentivize employment, which is one of the biggest needs among businesses as they struggle to find workers. Those, like myself, who see it as a rabbit, think that this is government competing with business, or worse, it's government competing with itself. There's a host of reasons, with morale of existing workforce employees uh, being the top of that list, as to why this is a bad idea. I can't say it better than it has already been said, though. Former President Ronald Reagan, whose last day in office was the day I was born, once said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, quote, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That's what this is. It's not evil, it's not malicious, it's not even stupid, although I would call it ill-conceived. It's the action of government overreach that we're already getting increasingly comfortable with here in Citrus. And that's where the concurrent comes into play, as to be a uh, contrarian, contradictory voice, a, a fresh perspective, as to the perspective that's going to be pushed in the media. Chronicle publisher Jerry Mulligan's Sunday commentary, which I enjoy greatly every week. Uh, he's a fantastic writer with clever insight. But his piece this week, which was tacitly in favor of this proposal as the Chronicle struggles to find newspaper delivery people, said, quote, uh, this is from his piece, quote, I can already hear the critics. If you just doubled the pay of the carriers, you could fill all the jobs. But that would mean I have to double the cost of the newspaper. And how many of you honestly would keep your newspaper delivery if the cost doubled, end quote. I have never run a newspaper before, and the concurrent is definitely not a newspaper. But I'm scratching my head at that math. 
According to the comments on the Chronicles ad listing, carriers made around $250 a week base salary, not including gas or wear and tear. So most carriers, again, according to the comments, who are people with bad experiences, were netting about $125 to $150 per week. Chronicles since removed the posts with the comments and reposted the job with a disclaimer of their own in the comments that said they've adjusted the pay for many of the routes. Even so, the Chronicle costs $182.51 for daily delivery where I live in Crystal River. And you mean to tell me that doubling a carrier's pay to $500 is going to increase my cost for a single home on the route, not covering gas or a car? And now the paper's going to cost me $365.02? That doesn't make sense to me. But I'm going to chalk that one up to not knowing enough about the industry rather than Jerry making a false equivalency claim about businesses. Do prices go up as costs are passed along to the consumer for things like employee salaries? Yes. Is that cost proportional to a doubling outcome like what's suggested here? No. I, I simply don't believe it. So why do I care? Or, or more importantly, uh, why should you care? Because lending support to this program, this sign-on bonus program, instead of returning the money to the general fund of the county, is going to hurt businesses through morale and others more than it is going to help. And six months from now, when we're having a discussion about raising the county sales tax, because we're paying over half a million dollars a year for an animal shelter, we're going to wonder where all the money goes. We'll have wished we'd all seen the rabbit instead of the duck. Just remember those terrifying nine words. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. That's all from The Bobby Winsler Show. Follow The Concurrent on social media for the latest updates. And we'll be back next Tuesday at noon. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social, The Concurrent Facebook, Twitter, or go to The Concurrent website. Post on our discussion boards. Today's episode was sponsored by us. Uh, this Bobby Winsler Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and The Concurrent website. See you next week.